Hello and welcome, fellow film buffs. I'm Hunter Van Leer, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinephile, Zachary Droll. Hello. He just woke up literally yeah. ten minutes ago. <laughs> no, not even legit, like, public four. We are the box office losers. Each and every week we deep dive into the movies for you to watch, interview any and all films to ever grace the solar screen or your TV screen. This week we are talking about 2014's Gojira. Talking about Godzilla, folks. We're on that monster movie tour until we get Godzilla v. Kong. Big Monkey. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm into Big Monkey. I, I don't like Godzilla. I don't. I have never liked Godzilla. But the cast is great. Yes, the cast is fucking amazing. The Brian cast Cranston. Is every single film. Bri- I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but Brian Cranston is fucking underutilized. He's there for oh, 30 dude, it's, minutes. It's crazy. Dies. <laughs> it's crazy. That's it. <laughs> it is crazy how they were just like, we're going to get Brian Cranston for this. People were like, that's fucking cool. And then it's like, we got him for this. We didn't say he's going to be in the whole movie. He was there literally for 30 minutes. <laughs> he dies at like the 30 minute mark, like almost exactly. <laughs> and that's that, it. That's all the money they had to pay him. They were like, uh. It's also very fucking jarring to see Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen be a couple after being a fan <laughs> of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, this actually came out a year before uh, Ultron, Ultron. I know, I know. And it was filmed two years before, blah, blah, blah. So they didn't know, I mean, they probably knew, that they were going to be Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, but it's funny to see Godzilla and then go watch Age of Ultron and you're like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> I, I think... um. On uh, on TikTok, there someone posted a joke about this, saying this is a deleted scene from 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 WandaVision of Pietro and Wanda meeting each other and just them making out. <laughs> <laughs> like whoa! <laughs> uh, it's a scene from WandaVision that got deleted. <laughs> whoa, dude! <laughs> All right, so. I'll hit us up with the overview because you are not having any of this Godzilla bullshit. So, Godzilla is a 2014, oh, this Godzilla, American monster film directed by Gareth Edwards, who made my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, Rogue One. It is a reboot of Toho's Godzilla franchise and is the 30th film in the Godzilla, you know, cinematic universe thing. It is the first film in Legendary's MonsterVerse, which includes uh, Kong, Godzilla 2, and uh, Big Monkey Fight. Okay. <laughs> this is the, cool. the second Godzilla film to be completely produced by Hollywood Studio. The first one being the one from 2004 with Matthew Broderick. That was 98. I thought it was 2004 for some reason. I'll look it up. Doesn't matter. Uh, in the film, a soldier attempts to return to his family while caught in a crossfire of an ancient rivalry between Godzilla and two parasitic monsters known as Mutos. I think it's like monster unknown terrestrial organism or massive unknown terrestrial organism that's what they call it. i was right 98 98 i'm like mutos are dope anyway all right zach i'm gonna give you the cast because none of them are, none I, of them are italian i can, <laughs> I can fucking well maybe like the david last name is gonna be fucking my head but straight I can do horn straight arm okay cool the cast consists of Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson as F- Ford Brody, Brian Cranston as Joe Brody, Elizabeth Olsen as Ellie Brody, Ken Watanabe as Doctor Fuck um, Ishiro Shirozawa. Ishiro Shirozawa. 
Uh, Sally Hawkins asked Dr. Vin, um, v- Vivian. Vin- Vivian, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, just woke up. Uh, Vivian <laughs> Graham. Gra- yep. Graham. Uh, David Straightarm uh, as Admiral William uh, Stens. And TJ Storm as Godzilla via motion capture. Dude, TJ Storm is fucking crazy. He's a big like YouTube personality and like voice actor. And when I found out that he was the motion capture for Godzilla, I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, I love TJ Storm. Check um, him out on um. Oh god, what podcast is he on right now? He's on a D and D podcast. I want to say Blood and Steel, Iron and Steel. Anyway. Um, the budget for this movie is 160 million, with the box office being 529 million dollars. With a stacked cast, this makes totally this makes a lot of sense. This is the first Godzilla movie to come out in America since 1998. Hell yeah, dude! I'm assuming our budgets don't really count for advertising. I'm assuming. Well, no, they never right. count for advertising. You're always supposed to double it. Oh God! It 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 just made its money back. Yeah, it wasn't really a critical or commercial success in itself, but it made a lot more money than people thought it was going to. So they were like, sure. And they kept going with it. You see, like with this movie, I was like, I, I've heard so much about this movie, but it's been a lot of like half and half shit. Like really? I hear, oh, I hear about the Brian Cranston stuff. <laughs> you hear that it was underused. <laughs> and I'm like... Well, this is not gonna. This is like upsetting because I think what well, this movie came out like just after um, Breaking Bad, right? I think it was either um, like a month before or a month after Breaking Bad ended. So we were kind of like Brian Cranston right now. Yeah, this when Brian Cranston was not being taken seriously. Uh, yes and no. Well, he, he just he was started taking, getting taken seriously. He, he was taken more seriously because because of his role in Breaking Bad. Because mm-hmm. we only knew him as the goofball dad from mm-hmm. Malcolm in the Middle. Thanks. But I digress. I'm going to hop into these notes for us. So, bear, bear with me. I, I just woke up. I'm currently drinking a monster. <clears throat> Edward has cited Godzilla 1954 as an inspiration on the film. Edward stated Godzilla is a metaphor for Hiroshima in the original film. We tried to keep that, and there was a lot of theme from the 1954 movie that we've kept. Edward decided on a restrained, excuse me, approach. (laughs) Uh, similar to when films were fueled by a sense of anticipation and relied on high suspense, uh, citing Alan, uh, silent alien jaws and close encounters of the third kind as influences. On why Edwards chose a restrained uh, direction, he stated, I, f- I felt that in a modern cinema, it's so easy just to throw anything at the screen uh, consistently. Edwards also wanted Godzilla to feel universal in a way that it could appeal to a generational, uh, a, a general audience like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's that's a very broad statement right there. <laughs> it's the director uh, talking, so you gotta take it with a grain of salt. He's very high yeah. this movie. Um, Edwards additionally stated, I grew up watching Spielberg movies 
what they did so well, as well as having epic, fantastic spectacles. They made the characters feel real and human. We're trying to do the same thing here. Uh, critics and journalists have also noted the film's nod to Spielberg's style of filmmaking and influences from films such as Jaws, Jurassic Park, and, once again, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Hell yeah, man. I can, I, I can see it, but like I said, that, that's a very broad statement saying um, he wanted Godzilla to feel universal in a way it could appeal to a general audience like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's very mm. broad. Yeah, he was just kind of like, I want everyone to like it. And I'm like, that's a great way to do your movie, dude. <laughs> He's like, I hope everybody likes this. I'm like, it's, uh, you should have your people like your movie. But whatever. <laughs> when we get to it, I, th- th- this podcast has fucked up my, my perception of, of movies. <laughs> I'm glad we already ruined your taste. I, I have to, like, I legit have to look at stuff with a very, very critical eye. Because I don't. And then you have to make up for my lack of critical eyes. Yeah. I go, this cool movie, Big Monster. <laughs> and then I go, here's wrong with this, here's wrong with that. I'm, of course, hey man, you the went, art house you, fuck. You went to school for this. I like art house movies. I just don't like them when they're too pretentious. I watched Malcolm and Marie last week. Very boring. Most exciting thing was that. the mac and cheese stuff. Don't get me wrong. Um, Zendaya and uh, Washington were fantastic. It's just I didn't care about the characters, and they sucked. Anyway, that's my take on Malcolm and Marie, folks. If you hate we'll that, you're not gonna. Somewhere... We'll probably watch it somewhere down the line. Eventually, we're, we're, we're booked until next year again. <laughs> well, everything could change, but yes, we have somewhat of a loose plan, which is really good. So, continuing on the notes, Katsuhiro Otamo's Akira had also influenced the visual style of the film. Edward stated. One of our designers on the film, a friend called Matt, um, when we were designing things and uh, got stuck, he'd always go. He said, what would Akira do? Oh, yeah, he would always go, what would Akira do? For the film cinematography, Edwards wanted um, to do this beautifully real documentary vibe, but also that classic Spielberg style. Real-life events such as the 2004 Indian uh, tsunami, Hurricane Katrina, and... Fukushima nuclear disaster served as heavy influences on the realism behind the film's destruction scenes and nature versus man themes. Uh, Edwards had also cited action films from the late 70s and early 80s having influenced the film as well, stating, We tried to make a blockbuster that harked back to the pace and style of the early 80s and late 70s action movies, as in slow. Very slow pacing. That's what they mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey man, hey man, I don't hate it. I think it was pretty well off by itself, but you know, that's just me. Uh, it also it also has that eighties and seventies um acting feel too. Don't say that. The acting was fine in this movie. It was a it was oh it was a bit choppy in some areas. Every movie has choppy areas. In August 2009, rumors surfaced that Legendary was in talks with Toho to produce the new American Godzilla film back, and it was to be released in 2012. But on uh, March 20, uh, March 29th, 2010, Legendary announced it got the exact it got the license for Godzilla, according to uh, Hideyuki Takai, president of the Toho company. Uh, we are delighted in rebooting the character together to realize that it's much anticipated return by fans from all over the world. We're anxious to find out where Godzilla's new stomping uh, will take us. 
Legendary announced it would reboot the franchise with Warner Brothers co-producing and co-financing, which is why there's a whole fiasco going on with the Legendary Pictures suing HBO slash Warner Brothers. We'll get to that later. Legendary announced it would make the new film closer in style to the original 1954 film rather than the 1998 film in its iguana-like creature. They actually make a really cool reference to the 1994 Godzilla in this movie where they go, oh, the 1954 Hiroshima bombing um, or whatever they say in the movie where uh, when Watanabe takes out his watch, the doctor, and he goes, this is when the time stopped. That's when they blew up the original Godzilla, and that's where they found the bones, and then baby Godzilla, a.k.a. Gadzuki, walked out of there and then became the current Godzilla, and then we're going to get another one of those later. It's going to be a whole situation. Can't wait to talk about GBK. Uh, so I'm going to wait for you to finish up this paragraph, then I'm going to forget something. According to Thomas Toll, chairman and CEO of Legendary Pictures, said, Our plans are to produce the Godzilla that we as fans would want to see. We intend to do justice to those essential elements that allowed us to have this character remain as pop-culturally relevant as long as he has. Film producers Dan Lynn, Roy Lee, Doug Division, and uh, Devizon, sorry, and Legendary's Thomas Toll and John Jassini, well, we're added to the project to work with Rogers, Baino, and Okura. So, do you want to know what my general, like, or just my general first introduction to Godzilla was? What is it? Uh, do you remember the Roderick movie? Uh, do you remember those books back in, like, I think, like, probably elementary school and, and like, the, the school's library? But it was, like, the pet version. You have, like, a cat or a dog portraying them. Um, do you mean Clifford the Big Red Dog? No, 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 no. I don't know what you mean. Uh, I'm gonna, hold Don't da-da-da-da-da. We're doing a podcast. You can't da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found it. I found it. I found it. I'm gonna send it to you, because it might spark a memory. If you see it. It might indeed spark a memory. It's sent to me on Discord. Yep. I'm sending you both because there's two. Oh, fun. Who doesn't like two? Yeah. Better than one, apparently. One. You can continue reading. I'm, I'm sorry. I need to figure out where the fuck this thing saved. Oh. At the 3D Summit Conference held in September 2010 at Universal Studios, Chris Brian Rogers confirmed a target release date for 2012. The reboot will be a live action project featuring a fully computer generated Godzilla battling two monsters. Rather than simply a military as seen in Iron Rex 1998 film. Rogers, uh, Riches, sorry. Rogers also confirmed that the two Godzilla head designs online rumored to have been designed by Legendary and Sinto were proved to be fake. Rogers also stressed his le- uh, his Legendary's wish to revive Godzilla in the same fashion Legendary revived Batman. Um, <laughs> I have never seen these, but that's oh, fucking were- hilarious. They, they were awesome. Oh, they're by the Captain Underpants guy. That makes sense on why they're so, like, just stupid. Okay. They were awesome. Doubt. In October 2010, it was really like Guillermo del Toro was approached to direct this film, oh, uh, which del Toro later denied. I wish he did it, though. I like Gareth Edwards, but del Toro Godzilla? Oh, my God. That would have been, uh, like... Kind of like uh, it would have been like a legit <laughs> horror movie, dude. <laughs> I probably would have liked it a lot more. <laughs> in January 2011, Gareth Edwards was announced as the director for the film. In an interview uh, publicizing the DVD release of Monsters, Edwards' uh, re- film at the time, 
he discussed the new film. This will, uh, he said, this will definitely have a very different feel than the 1998 film. And our biggest concern is making sure we get it right for the fans because we know their concerns. It must be brilliant in every category because I'm a fan as well, Edwards further stated. Without addressing anything specific, everyone knows how important it is to get it right. Because they got fucking Matthew Broderick back. No! <laughs> no Matthew yes. Broderick. No! We don't need fucking Bueller. Instead of Brian Cranston, get Matthew Broderick. Yeah, the film remained in development into 2012, missing the planned release date. Don't ignore is me. what it is. <laughs> Edwards worked on his vision for the film at a stage of the Warner Brothers lot. The production team developed Godzilla models, artwork, and pre-visualizations of the action sequences for the film from the lot. Edwards also directed a short teaser video shown to the executives uh, at San Diego Comic-Con International, which I didn't know it was called International, in uh, July 2012. Damn, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, they've been working on this film since 2010, and then it finally came out in 2014. And this is where the monsterverse came into play again. Yeah, and um, in 2010, David Callahan pitched uh pitched yeah his take on Godzilla to Legendary and Warner Brothers, and was hired to write the first draft. Speaking of his first draft, Callahan stated Godzilla is pretty cut and dry, giant monster. That smashes stuff, but the reason I got excited about it is because I saw themes and relationships to the modern world that I could tell in this story that was important. Callahan did research on Godzilla's history, animal documentaries, as well as a natural disaster and local government disaster planning in order to uh, depict the events as close as possible to real-life disasters. That's cool. Yeah, I can I, I I can see that uh, that makes a lot more sense. God, this thing has a lot of notes. More notes than I. I found some good ones, man. I found some good ones. Yeah, I, I kind of appreciated you doing the notes because I I fucked up on the on them. You didn't fuck up on anything. I I, I decided to just like to hold off because I did not do anything the entire week because I've been like dying. Because <laughs> I also um uh I got my first COVID shot. Ooh, fun! Did you get the Moderna? Uh, no, Pfizer. Oh, really? The Moderna's the one that I hear that's been giving people problems. Not problems in a bad way. I mean, problems as in you're sore and you're a little bit, like, sniffly the next day. Because Courtney and my mom got it. Also, my dad just got it. He said it was okay. He's got a stronger I'm, immune system, though. I, I had just, my, my arm has been effed up, and I've probably just been, like, a lot more exhausted than usual. Yeah, that's what happens. Courtney, like, slept for, like, 24 hours after she got it. I was like, damn. Not literally, but you know what I mean. But um, but yeah, the, but but so, so, no, yeah, the people who can who are eligible to get the vaccine, get it. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm get it. Not eligible yet. I want it so bad. I I'm lucky enough. Well, lucky enough and unlucky enough that my genetics requ- like have have allowed me to get the it. Ginger, the ginger gene. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I legit will set you on fire. <laughs> No, Genetics, it's uh, uh, neurofibromatosis. It's like that. Uh, you, 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 you've seen those red bumps on me. Those, those weird like r- red bumps on not pimples that I've shown you. On your arms? Yes. I have some of those too, but uh, mine's eczema. I believe that's what it's called. Mine, mine is neurofibromatosis. I'm not gonna mm. get into a whole debacle about it. If you want, if you want to learn about it, just fucking look it up. Just Google it. Yeah. 
<clears throat> when Edwards' uh, signing was announced, it was also announced that Callahan's first draft would be rewritten by another writer. Ooh, you hate you hate to see it happen, folks. It's like it's like damn. It's like g- giving my movie to someone, then they go, "All right, we're we're gonna keep the title, but we're gonna change everything else." Well, <laughs> In July 2011, David S. Goyer was attached to rewrite the script. Goyer, I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Um, Goyer? (laughs) Only worked on a few weeks of the script and did not give any credit. Ooh, did not get any credit stating I was involved with Godzilla. (laughs) He was like, I did it, but like, did I? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I did three or four weeks of, of work on Godzilla. It wasn't a page one rewrite or anything like that. The he term is script doctoring. It was what I did on it in November 2011. Max Borstein. Borstein? Wait, sure. Was hired to continue work on the script in October 2012. Legendary announced that writer Drew Pierce would polish the script, making the principal characters older to suit the actors that legendary had anticipated had anticipated to act but then look at godzilla it's not godzilla be kong well kind of look at godzilla be kong and then king of the monsters they have a lot of younger actors playing the main characters in those movies with they Millie brought Bobby in brown. fucking 11 yeah they on brought that in movie. Bobby brown baby she's a good actress it's just when you think godzilla movie you don't think little girl becomes friends with giant lizard you don't think that at all well then like th- then just look at fucking like uh Kong versus Godzilla. You have little girl befriends Kong. Yeah, but Kong always befriends women because Kong horny. <laughs> Kong befriends Brie Larson. Kong be Skull Island. In Kong Skull Island, he becomes friends with Brie Larson. Kong versus home. Well, Kong be home. <laughs> kind of what that movie is. You haven't seen most of it. You'll like it. I I've only like the only Godzilla movie I ever saw was the um. Uh, the one from like two thousand and something. Oh, with yeah, Jack Black. Oh, that's King yeah. Kong, Godzilla. That's uh, that's just King Kong by um, Peter Jackson. I'll say the director on that one. Such a th- th- I like that movie a lot because it was so good. I had seen that one. Oh, I hear I hear it's way too long. Yeah, that's like up to your interpretation. I, I like that one a lot because. Um, I think I, I bought all the books about it, like all, all, all the movie books about it. Yeah, I think you're gonna like Skull Island a lot if you like that one a lot because it's very reminiscent of that. Except it's got more of a uh, big monster feel as opposed to like a uh, human feel. Uh-huh. There's still some good stuff. Um, uh, I'll pick up this one. Yeah. <clears throat> In January 2013, uh, Frank uh, Darabont was hired for a final rewrite. God, how many fucking script writers did they do? It's Warner Bros. and Legendary. They do this a lot. You'll They're see bastards. I, I, would, I would be so disappointed. Dude, remember Die Hard was rewritten like three times? Yeah, but that's Die yeah. Hard, and that was the 70s or 80s because they had low expectations. This is a monster movie. Just throw anything on the screen and it fucking works. Oh, yes. 
was hired for the final rewrite. In interviews, um, Darabont uh, described his plans for Godzilla as returning uh, as returning it to a terrifying force of nature. The film would add a very compelling human drama, and that Godzilla would be tied to a different contemporary issue. I wouldn't say it's that compelling, but it's it's got enough of a drive for me to go. I hope he gets home to his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, rather than the original atomic bomb testing, in addition to contributing to the script, Darabont mainly focused on the emotional aspect of uh, uh, aspect and further development of the characters. Commenting on Darabont's work, Edwards stated, uh, "We worked, oh, no, we blocked out the whole story, and Frank did a pass at helping the characters and emotions. He delivered on that, Frank." Bought, uh, brought a lot of heart to it and soul. Um, Edwards um, additionally confirmed that one particular scene that Barry Bond rewrote con- uh, convinced Brian Cranston and Juliet B- Bianchi. Bianchi, yeah. He was the, huh. he was, uh, she was not the wife. Huh. There's no Italian last names. No. I didn't put her in the main cast, okay? She's just in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> to join the film, Edwards felt. Um, it was not uh, believable that a creature as giant as Godzilla uh, could go undetected by humanity. Facts. So the writers co- conceived. Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> conceived. Conceived, thank you. Of the idea that the monster's existence has been covered up by the United States government and as such, their nuclear tests at the Pacific during the 50s were actually an attempt to kill the creature. That's oh, not I love, cool, though. I fucking love rewriting history. Yeah, it's awesome. Rewrite history to put Big Monster in it. <laughs> yeah, you go, hey, hey, fuck all the real people that died there. Let's just say it was Godzilla. <laughs> Let's blame it on Big Monster. Uh, in July 2013, Edwards confirmed that the story was going to be an origin story for Godzilla. He also confirmed that Godzilla would be an anti-hero rather than a villain or a hero. He also discussed the themes incorporated into the film, stating Godzilla is definitely a representation of the wrath of nature. I'm taking it very seriously, and the theme is man versus nature, and Godzilla is certainly the nature side of it. You can't win that fight. Nature's always going to win, and that's what the subtext of the movie is all about. He's the punishment we deserve. Yo, it's yeah. fucking crazy. Uh, producer yeah. Thomas Toll made it clear that the Godzilla's design had to be accurate, stating we had to make totally sure we got it right. Godzilla had to look like the Godzilla, period, as opposed to an iguana thing. Uh, Toll was also puzzled at the design direction by Emmerich's uh, Godzilla, stating, I was puzzled as to why they make it look so unrecognizable. <laughs> I, um, you, you know what? If, if you want to look like Godzilla, he, he like the, 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 the VF, the, the, the VF, uh, the, the, the VF, uh, VFS artist. W- wanted to do something he should have had like a little had like a spike that kind of just looks like a zipper <laughs> just, as, just as, as, as a fun nod mm. that would have been like nice that would have been interesting but no Iguana Godzilla Pass dude in the Toho God. movies after the 1998 one they remade uh, one of the movies I think it was like mid 2000s and it was the uh, Godzilla beating up the American Godzilla it was super funny I think it was in one of the Final Wars movies anyway Edwards, Edwards and the design group uh, reviewed all 
uh, previous incarnations of Godzilla's design for inspiration. Edward stated, The way I tried to view it was to imagine Godzilla was a real creature, and someone from Toho saw him in the 1950s and ran it back to the studio to make a movie about a creature that was trying their best to remember it and draw it from scratch. And in our film, you get, you get to see him for real. He went to say that uh, he went on to say that Godzilla he remains true to the original in all aspects. Godzilla also, uh, Edward Godzilla didn't stress this. Edward stressed that it was important for me to make it feel like a Toho Godzilla, and by conclude and concluding by wishing um, he love all the fans of Godzilla as a part of the Toho group to appreciate his design. Um, I think this Godzilla design is one of the coolest Godzilla designs we've ever gotten. Oh yeah, I, I I'm not gonna say like I even though I I I, I did dislike this movie, I'm not gonna say that. Like the design of Godzilla was bad. It, it's yeah. a it's a good looking monster. Yeah, he's a good boy. It, it's very believable. Like I, yeah. I will say that. In October, it's just a big lizard. In October 2015, Legendary announced plans to unite Godzilla and King Kong in a film called Godzilla v Kong, set for a 2020 release date. Legendary plans to create a shared cinematic franchise centered around Monarch, which is a secret government agency which didn't Godzilla. That brings together Godzilla and Legendary's King Kong in an ecosystem other than giant super species, uh, both classic and new. Prior so, to announcing this, though, oh, they had to do uh, another two okay. movies. <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, I think back when the original King Kong, not the, like the old one, but the one from like from like like the Peter Jackson one. Yeah. Um, I think like the the advertisement for it, since I I remember seeing like the old um cardboard advertisement for for it at uh-huh. at, at, at Island sixteen. And in that movie, there's a scene where a guy King Kong fucking fights a goddamn T Rex. Mm-hmm. And I I don't like herbs and water. Yeah, something like that. And, and and I had always thought when I was like when I was being advertised, I thought this was. Godzilla versus King Kong because you see a <laughs> giant lizard thing versus big monkey. And you're no, like, exactly. oh shit, they're doing it. No. Uh, prior to announcing a shared cinematic universe between Godzilla and King Kong, Legendary originally intended to produce a trilogy with Gareth Edwards attached to direct the sequels. However, Edwards left the sequel in May of 2016 to work on smaller scale projects, one of them apparently being Rogue One. Uh, after Edwards left the project, Michael Doherty who had been hired in October of 2016 to write the script with Zack Shields, uh, which was announced as the director of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, in January 2017. So, going back, uh, Godzilla v. Kong was announced in October 2015, which we said before, but then we got Kong Skull Island released in 2017, I want to say? 2018? Uh, the film's writers were assembled in March 2017, and Adam Wingard was announced to direct in 2017, it's scheduled to release on March 26th and in the United States on March 31st, where it was released on HBO Max simultaneously in theaters with, you know, obviously HBO Max. So basically the timeline was, we want to make a Godzilla movie in 2010. They were like, okay, let's do that. 2012, they were like, we didn't do it yet. Uh, what about 2014? They released it in 2014. Then they go, we're going to do Godzilla versus King Kong. And they go, but how do we make King Kong in this franchise without forcing him? They go... All right, let's do Kong Skull Island. And then they go, well, that was set in the 60s, so what the fuck are we going to do to have him age up and get in there? We're like, okay, let's have Godzilla versus King of the Monsters where he fights Ghidorah and where he fights Mothra so that he's a little bit weak. And then let's put them all together in a movie in 2021. That's what we got. <laughs> yeah, and um, I uh, we didn't cover this, but uh, yeah, so 
um, what? So Legendary Pictures mainly had the issues with HBO for doing this, right? Yeah. Uh, Legendary uh, was upset that they were told 20 minutes before the thing was announced that all movies that were coming, that were through Warner Brothers were going to be on uh, HBO Max for free, essentially. Which is and awesome. also, I mean, it releases simultaneously in theaters, so it's not like they're not getting a, a theatrical release. But also, people like us who have HBO Max aren't going to go into the theaters to watch that movie. Even though us, Godzilla, you mean I who gave yes. you the account. <laughs> I know, but that's still an us situation. Don't fucking don't don't, don't pour shame me, bitch. <laughs> don't scream shame me. <laughs> but no, like I I I do appreciate HBO Max releasing them for free, unlike yeah. Disney Plus, who goes. Pay thirty bucks, bitch, and fucking spits on you at that point. It's a thirty dollar rental. Like, what the fuck? Like thirty bucks, bitch. But yeah, um, I I can I can see why Legendary is upset, but also like, dude, like it's a pandemic. No one's going to a theater right now. Yeah, like I would love to see Godzilla be Kong in theaters because that's like a huge theatrical scale monster movie. Yeah. it's not going to end up working out that way, so I'd rather just watch it on my bigger TV and go, okay, and, it is what And it is. I, I can also imagine this is going to be uh, – that movie's also being dropped in um, IMAX, IMAX, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. And I, I, I would love to see – I would love to see it too in IMAX, 100%. But I'm not going to a theater. The, the only movie I'm making an exception to see in theaters during this pandemic is going to be Spider-Man. Yeah, because it's coming out in December, which hopefully a lot of people have their vaccines. And they said it's only coming out in theaters, which means we're going to have to wait because it's Sony and Sony is stupid. But none of the Spider-Man movies are on Disney+. Plus, So we're going to have to wait for um, either the DVD release, because I'm not seeing it in theaters if COVID's still around, or I'm just going to pirate it and say fuck it. I, I would recommend pirating it because I'm going to see this movie regardless in theaters. I'm, I'm gonna I, try I, to see it in theaters, but if we're still being stupid with our masks and stuff, and movie theaters are still limited capacity, we're not gonna be able to see this movie. You might be able to, but I'm not gonna be able to. I yeah, I, I do I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my damnedest to see the Spider-Man movie because I th- that is the only one I'll ever m- make an exception to. Well, it's also at the end of the year too, so you have that as like an upside. Yeah. Oh, plot. We're on to the plot now, baby. Plot, 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 plot. I cannot. Oh my god! Mid movie notes is gonna be fun. I don't actually don't have that many because I've seen this movie before. But also, it's just big monster fights, so there's not really a lot of notes. To talk this about. was my um. This is my first time seeing it, so I have. Oh, interesting. I have notes. All right, I'll start us off with the plot. So, in 1954, Godzilla, prehistoric alpha predator, is lured to Bikini Atoll in an attempt, which is in Hawaii, which is an attempt, or the Pacific Ocean. To kill him with a nuclear bomb in 1999, monarch scientists Ishiro Shirazawa and Vivian Graham investigate the skeleton of a monster similar to Godzilla in a cavern unearthed by a collapsed uranium mine in the Philippines. They also find two giant spores, one dormant and one hatched, along with the trail leading to the sea. In Japan, the Jinjiro nuclear power plant experiences unusual seismic activity as Supervisor Joe Brody sends his wife Sandra to lead a team of technicians into their reactor. A tremor breaches the reactor, forcing Joe to close the reactor door before Sandra and her team can escape while the planet collapses. Damn, son. Yeah. This gives you the opening. It's basically the opening where everybody's bombing the oceans, and then it gives you the mining scene, and then we get the introduction of Brian Cranston and little tiny young Ford. So, yeah, then Brian Cranston, um, 
screams as a cloud f- flies at him. No! <laughs> I, 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 I was, was going to make a comment about it saying, wow, slow moving ga- gas is slow moving. Well, it's slow moving, but also it's a fucking tremor. It's not gas. Gas isn't killing his wife. It's a fucking earthquake that's happening in a nuclear power plant. Because uh, it turns yeah, out, it turns no, out it's because, actually like, a giant monster. Like, turns out it's a giant monster, not a fucking cloud. No, exactly. no, no, but, no, but, no, but, no, listen, 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 hold up. It's not hold gas. Hold up. Let me speak real quick. Because it, it's slow moving as they're running, but the moment she trips with, with the other person, and all of a sudden just picks up full force speed. It's an earthquake being brought on by a giant monster. It is not gas. No, 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 but that cloud of, like, because the nuclear. Oh, the monster ate him. <laughs> the monster was one of the Mutos, and it was like, nom, 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 nom. Anyway, continue on with the plot, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. 15 years. cloud is fast. Fucking earthquake. 15 years later, Joe and Sandra's son, Ford, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, as U.S. Navy EOD officer, he's a bomb returns guy. from a tour of duty to his wife Ellie and son Sam in San Francisco, but immediately departs for Japan after Joe um, is detained for trespassing in Jajiri? Jajira, it's the uh, nuclear power plant. Jajira. He got quarantined off after the explosion happened at the power plant, and he's trying to go back to see if he can find his wife. I know. I'm like, I oh, watched it's been 15 years. You should have found your fucking wife after 15 years if she was alive, dude. She would have came back. But anyway, um, it's just me. Joe is determined to find out the cause of the meltdown and persuades Ford to accompany him to retrieve vital data from their old house. They discovered the zone is uncontaminated and retrieved the data, but are discovered and taken to a facility in the plant's ruins. The facility harbors a massive, uh, what was that? Cryosil? That had been feeding off the plant's reactors for 15 years and emanating strong electromagnetic pulses over time. A giant wave insect. That's the word. Chrysalis. Chrysalis? Thank you. Yeah. A giant winged insect that like creature emerges from the chrysalis and escapes, uh, destroying the facility. Joe is severely injured and later dies. The incident is reported as an earthquake. Cool. Yeah, cool, exactly. thanks. Cool. Thanks, government. Yes. Yeah, joined the U.S. Navy task force led by Admiral William Stentz to search for the creature, dubbed Muto, massive unidentified terrestrial organism. Sirizawa and Grant revealed for that at a 1954 deep sea expedition awakened Godzilla and nuclear tests in the 1950s were actually attempts to kill him, and when this did not work, Project Monarch was established to secretly study Godzilla and similar monsters, which we get in the 60s with Tom Skull Island. They also explained the Muto caused in uh, the Janjira meltdown. Ford reveals uh, Ford reveals Joe had monitored echolocation signals indicating the Muto was communicating with something, presumably Godzilla. But it wasn't. It was communicating with his wife. But also Muto. sister? Because that all no, the other uh, egg? No, they want to fuck, bro. They horny. Yeah, see, see, but they were in... See, but they were... 
But they were Age of Ultron, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like... uh, No, no, but isn't the other Mojo, like, essentially, like, related because it was in the other egg? Dude, who cares? They're giant monsters. Fuck. And also, that female had a fat pussy, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, Zachary, no! (laughs) The female was Big Woman. We'll get there when we get there. Uh, the Muno attacks the Russian submarine and drops it in Oana, or Ohau, to eat its nuclear material. Godzilla arrives, causing a tsunami in Honolulu, and briefly uh, engages the Muto in battle until the Muto flees. Shirazawa introduces Godzilla was only listening as the Muto was communicating with something else. Prompting the military to investigate the other spores stored in the Yucca Mountain nuclear waste respiratory in Nevada. However, a second bigger wingless Muto, the lady with the big pussy, has already emerged and attacks Las Vegas. Scientists deduce that it is a female because of the vagina problem. <laughs> the giant egg sack. <laughs> Whoa, Their signals dude. being a mating call. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> You're laughing too much at your own stupid fucking joke. <laughs> You're like, ha ha ha, big vagina. You fucking loser. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> over the over the scientist's objection, um, Stens approaches a plan to use nuclear warheads to lure all three monsters out, on, out to the open ocean and destroy them. Returning... Uh, returning to the U.S., Ford joins the team delivering the warhead by train, but the female Moto um, intercepts them and devours most of the warhead. The remaining warhead is uh, airlifted with Ford to San Francisco, where the monsters are converging. Um, and act- uh, and um, active after Godzilla appears at the Golden Gate Bridge, only for the male moto to snatch it and take it to the female who forms a nest around the Chinatown area. They basically take the bomb and go, we're going to use this as nuclear energy to make our babies. Yes. So while Godzilla and the Muto's battle, Ford and Strike Team enter the city via Halo Drop, because it's cool visually, to find and disarm the warhead before it detonates. Unable to access the timer, the team gets... The warhead on a boat for disposal at sea. While Ford destroys the nest, Godzilla defeats the Mutos and collapses on the shore from exhaustion. Ford gets uh, the boat out to an open sea and is rescued before the warhead explodes and reunites with his family at an emergency shelter, I think in one of the football stadiums, the following morning. Godzilla reawakens and returns to the sea while the media dubs him King of the Monsters and, the sp- and speculate whether he might be a savior. Yeah, that is the plot. Yeah, dude. Who doesn't like Godzilla? Apparently you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You goddamn traitor. You're a traitor to your own kind. No, I'm just a traitor to, um... Good film. Kind of of overly hyped, um... Monster movies. It's not overly hyped. Fuck Fuck off, it is. (laughs) All right, let's get to our mid-movie notes. I'll go by for mine first because mine are short, and I know this is your first time seeing it, so I want to hear your weird reactions to your mid-movie notes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Give me one second to scroll down. Um, um, I wrote, haven't seen this movie since it released in 2014. Excited to see if I still like it. I do. It's good. 
Uh, don't remember this cave scene at all. Uh, don't remember them finding the skeleton. I go, baby Godzilla, dude, because they bombed the original. I like that. Um, so Brian Cranston is so good in this. Sucks he had to die for nothing. Um, Mama's gonna die hard, bro. This is right before she gets killed by the smoke. The, the sloping cloud. Uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver had a baby. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Johnson is really good in this. Wish he got more love. Mothra Easter egg, eyeball emojis. When they go back to the um, to the house uh, in the nuclear area, there's um a scene with uh them walking past this incubation tank that says Mothra, and I was like, that's cool. They named it Mothra because of Brian Cranston. Yeah, uh, where are we? Imagine if Cranston and Son didn't come here today. He would be alive. Also, Muto is a terrible name. <laughs> My next note is, I like how horny the monsters are. <laughs> yeah. They're just yeah. like, we must procreate. <laughs> yeah. Um, He could totally still be alive after that. It was just a fall. See, there he is. When does he die? Oh, now he's dead. And then he, that's he like falls the scent from madness. <laughs> he falls, and then I'm like, oh, he's totally fine. Nothing crushes him. And then he gets e back away, and I'm like, yeah, see, he is alive. I thought he died. And then all of a sudden he dies, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I thought he died earlier in the film. Yeah, so did I. Um, Eric Taylor Johnson was like, my neck is too huge to break. Wish I was the one who fell. I would have survived. <laughs> There's a scene where he's looking at his dad's body as they zip it up, and his neck just looks so muscular. I'm like, dude, <laughs> this guy would have beat the fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went, fucking Godzilla, bro. When Godzilla first showed up, when you see his little pop I said, does Ford die? Why didn't he show up in more movies? I haven't seen this, uh, King, of, King of the Monsters, so I don't know if he's in it or not, but I hear he's not. Uh, next note is, Godzilla! Mommy, look, dinosaur. <laughs> Kid killed it, dude. Great delivery. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's yeah. on TV. And he's like, there's a giant dinosaur, dude. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, if, you're, if your son's not listening to you to turn off the TV, I think you should see what, what's happening on TV at that yeah. point. Dude, there's a scene <laughs> where the, the U.S. guy, the, the, the Navy SEALs or the bomb guys, show up out of that cave and he pulls out his binoculars i'm like he needed binoculars to see a giant monster okay oh yeah i i cannot wait like that was a scene in nevada right yeah it was, in, it was right before they uh, attacked vegas yeah yep oh i can't wait to get to there <laughs> um is this man gonna blow himself up this is when uh, aaron taylor johnson was like no matter what it takes i'm gonna detonate that bomb i'm like he's gonna die i'm like he's gonna die um, atomic breath looking clean. I want to see him fight monkey. <laughs> Monk. Monkey. Uh, so this man doesn't die. Why ain't he in the sequels? He better show up in a big monkey fight. <laughs> Doubt it. Uh, probably not. Uh, I said I love the name Godzilla because he's a behemoth lizard and considered a god back then. It's really cool. And then I said, Godzilla goes sleeping in the ocean. Credits. <laughs> oh, Remedy dips okay. in the water, they're like credits. I'm like, damn, okay, that was fast. Okay, um, 
here are my mid-movie notes. Yeah, I can't <clears> wait <throat> to hear you cry about this movie for 20 minutes. <laughs> Just going to say from the jump, I was not looking forward to this movie. Eat my ass, this movie's good. Rented this movie because the totally legal way I was watching it sounded like shit. Come to find out, that's just the movie. Not true. My, my, my illegal way was fine. Um, oh, look, Brian Cranston. I sure hope he gets used in not a shitty way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were underhyped on this movie. Because I have heard I, cause I, I like Brian Cranston. I heard he was underutilized. And I'm like just a little bit upset. Yeah, I wish you saw this movie in theaters. I think you'd like it a little bit. When, I, when it first came out, before we knew that Brian Cranston wasn't used, before we knew that the monsters didn't really show up until like 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah. You know? Okay, if a nuclear plant did that, for real, a lot of people would have been dead. Like, a lot of people w- would have died, like, I- initially. Mm-hmm. Not over time. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Kick-Ass. <laughs> there he is. It's your boy. And it's Wanda. <laughs> you know, um, oh, this is weird. I have to see them as brother and sister. <laughs> um, no sub for, for the Japanese-speaking parts? Why? Because they're just screaming. No, no, I'm talking about this is when, um, Cranston was talking to the guy over the... Over the oh, walkie-talkie. Context clues. I don't remember exactly what he said, but the context clues kind of give in to what he's saying, so I don't think it was hard like, to figure out. Because I, I try look, because I, I was like, okay, let me rewind it. Let, let me just turn subtitles on. Subtitles read, man speaking in Japanese. <laughs> That's fucking funny. And I'm like, that doesn't fucking help me, dude. Why? Man speaks in Japanese, thank you. <laughs> uh, acting is a bit choppy. I'm, I'm not going to say it was a lot choppy, but it was like a, a little bit rough around the edges. So a wee bit choppy. Let's rewrite the history with the fact that the nuclear bomb testing was for Godzilla. Awesome, I like that. That was cool. Um, oh, this is when um, the Moto fucking yeeted a sub into the jungle. Oh, he was just like, bye bye. <laughs> um, oh, this is when Godzilla first appeared. I said, imagine if Godzilla pokes his head up on the deck and says, "So I hear you need my help." <laughs> you like Godzilla talked? Like, stop the fire. <laughs> Um, uh, this is my the, the first reaction. Momoto's like, the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, step up. Step up, motherfucker. Um, this is when the whole side of a mountain is missing. Oh, yeah, it's because, um, uh, How do you miss that? Mutos, baby. Man, Hangover Part 4 is about to go crazy. <laughs> If Matthew Broderick was here, the issue would have been resolved by now. It's not true! Matthew Broderick was terrible! <laughs> VIP Cargo. So, for people who don't know what VIP stands for, it stands for a very important person. So, very important person cargo. This is when they were talking about, that. I think, okay. the bridge was out for a bit. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and this is when we see the, the female um, moto. Damn, that's a thick pussy. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Hey, how a pussy game though? <laughs> Is that the one where Aaron Taylor Johnson looks right at it and goes, I'm going to blow that clit up. <laughs> oh, this is a bad episode, man. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> 
This is a this is a fun note for me. I wonder what's happening on the East Coast. Probably <laughs> not. We're probably just watching it, like laughing, like man, fucking I West Coast laughing. dude. I'd be like, "This is awesome." I was like, "Can we get a Godzilla?" <laughs> oh, this one—the EMP goes off. Imagine a guy who's like mere like hours away from waking up from a coma, and then in the blow fucking up. Pe- <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking yeah! And then the uh, and the power goes out. Oh no! <laughs> bye bye. They're probably. <laughs> that probably happened too. Yeah, he was probably like, oh, "Like we're gonna stabilize in the next couple hours." That's awesome. Oh shit! Um, Everyone's oh. dead. <laughs> um, and this one, I think this one, FEMA gets um forty. Wow, FEMA. Wow, th- th- this really does show them. That's about right. Doing jack shit for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you want guys to talk really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is when um they're about to fight in the city and like and Gonzo just emerges up. Imagine if he just said, Sup fuckers. Um this is a personal bias, but I like King Kong as a monster more. You will not like him more after you watch the other two Godzilla movies. Kong is good in his movie, don't get me wrong. It's just Godzilla is just so <laughs> And now it's time for long sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the forever sleep. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so that, that was my mid, my mid, my mid movie notes. Um, God, thank God we don't, thank God we don't have fucking sponsors yet. Because <laughs> we keep talking about thick pussy, that's why we're not getting any sponsors, bro. <laughs> hey, I, I I did put stuff out there for Raycon and for um Manscaped, and they didn't get back to me. Oh, because we're not influential enough yet, which is totally fine. I think they weren't gonna hit us back yet. I might try to find like something that's small for us to to do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anchor. If you just record the anchor ad, I'll put it at the beginning of every episode, and like they actually look for sponsors for you if you do their ad. Eh, I'll talk about it. So before we get to our reviews, let's hit up the reviews from people who are more able to review movies than us. A lot of review stuff. So. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 76% based on 326 reviews, with an average rating of 6.7 out of 10. The site's critical consensus states, with just enough human drama to anchor the sweeping spectacle of giant monsters smashing everything in sight, Gareth Edwards' Godzilla satisfyingly restores the franchise's fire-breathing glory. It's a topic breath, but whatever! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Well... Yes, read the good review. The good review from Wendy Eyed from Times UK. She said, There's something heartening about the fact that Warner Brothers was prepared to hand over the reins of a stonking great blockbuster, and let's face it, a potentially money spinning franchise to a sophomore director. Gareth Edwards, before he did this and Rogue One, he did like two movies. And they were like, Oh shit, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And they were like, Boom! Here we go. So it's really cool that they were like, you got this, and then he kind of blew it out of the park, at least director-wise. I think it was directed very well. I, 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 it was directed well, but like I I wasn't a fan. Blame the writing. Uh, uh, Zachary, yeah. you gave it the bad review. What is the bad review? Um, Dominic Ellis of 4-3. With a cast and crew as strong as this, Godzilla should have been 
um, more than a disposable Hollywood blockbuster. Which is exactly your feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, now time for our personal reviews. I'm, I'm going to bump this I, up a, a point. I gave it six <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> and why'd you do that? So I said, uh, people give this film too much shit. It's good. Human elements do get a bit stale at times, but there is a lot to love here with the lore and the kaiju fights. Just remember the last Godzilla film we had, this had Matthew Broderick in it. This is miles better. Listen, don't disrespect my man. <laughs> All right, what did you um, give it, Chief Keef? I'm glad that you gave it just a little bit higher. I like that. I, I'm I giving this a 4.5, Brian Cranston being wasted for 30 minutes out of 10. Totally fair. I get it. I'm not saying you shouldn't be giving it a higher review. I only gave it a 6. It's not like I gave it a 10. It's just um, I think you should have liked it a little bit more, but then again – you're more of a refined taste. Uh, you're more of a movie sommelier where you're a little yeah. douchey about it. So I get. It. Well, I, I, so I, I have <laughs> to like for me like it essentially is like our, our podcast unintentionally became me being the hard critic and you being the straight man. Well, well I'm the stupid much. idiot. You're the straight man. Oh well, yeah. Um, and my my, my reasoning for four point five. Is I'm not really a fan of Godzilla, and this movie to me felt a little bit boring. I'm excited for you to watch Kong Skull Island. Then. I want to see what your opinion on that is because you like Kong better. Because like I, because th- that's just um, an overall monster that I've been more interested in. And also, when I was growing up, I was a fan of I I I, I liked monkeys and stuff like that. Monkey. Oh, there's an end credit scene from Kong Skull Island. So when you watch it, just stick to the credits. Um, all the way to the end, or like mid credits. I think it's a mid credits scene, but I don't 100%, so I would just double check and wait. Just let it play in the background. So, Zach, let's close out the show. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and on Twitter at Box Office Loser for up to date news and mainly for when I post the episodes on Twitter and I share them. I'm contractually obligated. <laughs> yep. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you can find your podcast. Leave a review on anything. It helps us get up there in the algorithm. I'm not sure if we're being liked a lot more in areas, but I have seen that our numbers for, um, I think, Washington in the U.S. have went up higher than our views in New York, cool, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Um. And also, uh, share with your friends. Pretty much just post it wherever you can. Uh, it doesn't really matter to us. Mm-hmm. But before we go, Zach, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Dark Shadow Zake literally everywhere. When I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. Probably there's a porn up account with Dark Shadow Zake on it. So you could probably find that there. Um, also, uh, you can find, you can catch me every Thursday on the Sports Hit List reco- uh, recording, uh, or not in a recording, reviewing the um the AEW Dynamite show of this week, uh, called the AEW Injection. So give us a look, Hunter. Where can they find you? You can find me at Scorpion Moose Man on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever else you could probably search me up on social media. You can find me every other Tuesday at Pound That Button, a video game podcast. You can find me every Wednesday at Android's Amazing Podcast, a comic book podcast. And you can find me every Thursday at Farthest Galaxy, a Star Wars podcast. I hate myself, so I do podcasts. It's what I do. You do way too much, man. I do four. 
Okay, it's not that much. I almost had. I do. I was I almost do doing a lot six. of editing. Yeah, you do, <laughs> I do a lot of editing. You do a lot of recording. Like um, uh, Thursdays are well, Wednesdays are my busiest day for editing. Yeah, because you got to do this real quick, and then you got to do um, you got to set up for your sports hit list stuff. So. But that's like a little later in the day, so it doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Yes. Goodbye. Bye bye. Open fire!